Hi and welcome to the first episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl of 2019. I hope, so hope from the bottom of my heart that you're having a really beautiful beginning of the year. I actually, I'm, I really am. <laughs> um, I really am having a really good beginning of this year and um, I, I don't know how your New Year's Eve was. Mine was a really beautiful balance of having a calm night at home and then going out and dancing with my husband. We were out till seven in the morning. We haven't done that in a really long time. I got to set my intentions and set my intentions and really, you know, speak them out loud and do my little midnight ritual and everything that I normally do for New Year's Eve. Um, last week's episode of the podcast, I shared the, some journaling exercises that I do every year to arrive at my intentions for the year. And I got such beautiful response. So thank you guys for sharing with me. And I hope I was able to give you a little bit of structure for your New Year's intentions. And now here we are. You know, New Year's Eve is always a really hyped thing. I think people put a lot of pressure on having this amazing time and amazing party for New Year's and blah, blah, blah. But actually, you know, the reason we actually celebrate is because New Year's is the ending. It's the completion of an entire cycle. And where we are at right now, it's the beginning of the year. First few days of, of 2019, we are at the beginning of a new cycle and the beginning of something new. So however cliche the idea of New Year's resolutions are, Right now is when you're going to begin putting into action everything you want to create for this year. And for me personally, um, actually, I just recorded an entire podcast speaking about this. And then I actually, I, I don't know what happened. Something inside of me was like, oh, like that's, that's not what I wanted to say. So I'm, I'm starting over, <laughs> beginning a new cycle of a new podcast um, for the first podcast of 2019. Sometimes I do that. I don't know if that if that ever happens to you. Like I, I write something or I create something. I, I bake something. I you know build something, whatever. And then when it's finished, I'm like, you know what? My whole heart wasn't in that. Or I I, I wrote something, but I wasn't able to get to the heart of the truth of what I wanted to say. Um, and rather than you know send something that wasn't a hundred percent out into the world, I start over. <laughs> that's just that's just my thing. So. Let's see if this version brings me a little bit closer to the heart of what I want to say. Um, so what I want to share is I, I did my own work. You know, if you listen to last week's podcast, I, I have these questions and these little, uh, this very structured way of journaling on or sharing on what 2018 brought us in terms of challenges and beautiful things, highs and lows. And then we take that and we use that as a way to arrive at our really, really clear intentions for 2019. For me doing that work, honestly, I... Normally for New Year's, uh, I, when I sit and I journal and, I'm, and I meditate and I do that every year, I sit there with this, this profound sense of, of just being in awe of the whole universe of like, oh my God, and you know, tomorrow's January 1st and everything is going to change and brand new. Da, da, da. This year, I didn't quite feel that way. I don't know. I kind of like how for my birthday this year or this past year, I didn't feel like, oh my God, it's my birthday, a whole new year. Like I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like I have more fluidity when it comes to moving from one point to the other. I feel less pressure or less less of this huge sense of expectation of everything all of a sudden being different. Like, you know, when I turn 30, I'm going to all of a sudden be super wise and now I'm a grown up. Um, I didn't feel that way. You know, I went from 29 to 30 and things kind of remained a little bit the same. Um, same for this year. I 
you know, I've had years in my life that have been absolutely horrendous, heartbreaking, totally fucked up, um, where I've been, you know, January 31st, kind of, or I mean, (laughs) December 31st, just sitting there like yearning for the year to be over, like really looking at January 1st as a blank page, first blank page of a brand new book. Um, And this year, for me, it wasn't really like that because 2018 was such a mix of really beautiful things and really big challenges at the very same time. So it was a little bit harder for me actually to arrive at those intentions in a really clear sense because, you know, super big challenges, of course, they suck. Nobody likes to be in the midst of a crazy challenge. Like, of course, it's really hard to move through massive obstacles and pain and all of that. But what's beautiful about them is that they tend to, at least for me, 100% of the time, bring about really intense clarity right? You know, if you've had something crazy hard and you move through that and then on the other side, you're like, whoa, I learned so much about myself or I cannot believe, you know, I I used to live my life that way. Like I was wasting my time and my energy, all of those stupid things. And now this happened to me. And now I know that this is where my values lie. Like really intense challenges or obstacles bring about this massive clarity, which makes it really easy to make a change. If you need to make a change, it makes it easy to shift your priorities. If that, if that's what's needed, it makes it really easy to feel super grateful for all the beauty that you have. So big obstacles are big blessings. That's just the case. We all know that's true. It's always really hard or sometimes impossible to see when we're in the midst of it, but it is true. And when we have, you know, kind of the year that I had that was really high and really low and this big kind of gray area in the in-between, it's a little bit harder then to <laughs> to actually arrive at a place of, of change or what is it that you want to change or invite more of or less of. So for me, this New Year's, um, it took a while for me to get really, really clear on my intentions. And uh, I thought I would, for this episode, share what are my personal intentions and how I got there and specifically what, I, what I'm planning for 2019. Because I have... I have big plans for this year, you guys. I hope you also have big plans for this year. And big plans for this year doesn't have to necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, climb Mount Everest or, um, you know, do something materially totally crazy. But big plans could mean to arrive at a really big, profound place inside of yourself, right? It can be opening the door to a big kind of love. It can be, you know, opening the door to more fluidity and ease. For me, big plans always have more have more to do about the internal than the external, but the two go together. And when I was journaling on 2018 and my, my intentions for the new year, uh, a theme that I was able to connect back to, because first, you know, we, we write down all the things that haven't really worked and the things that were hard and challenging. And I was looking back at the year and I could kind of sense these chunks of the year that were hard, like times where just things didn't feel like they were working or where I felt like I was struggling and and um, I had I had a I had a really hard spring. <laughs> like looking back at that now, it feels like a really long time ago. It was a really long time ago, but I just wasn't feeling rooted. I was feeling really stressed, really tired, overwhelmed. Um, and then I came back home to Aruba, and then we had a teacher training, and then I started feeling like a challenge after that, and um, and then I got sick, and that was challenging, and da 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 like all these things. I was kind of you know mapping out my 2018 looking for the common theme because sometimes it's really easy to see, hey, that year was hard because X, Y, and Z came my way and that just was out of my control and it totally sucked. Um, And I didn't have that this year actually at all. I didn't have any massive external, you know, crazy thing or something that went wrong or um, not at all. So 
it it was harder for me to arrive at that place of, of clarity of what was the challenge for my last year. So I had to really dig deep. I had to write everything down specifically, all the, the, the challenging places and moments and things that came my way. And I had to meditate on that. Like, how did I feel in that moment? Why was that a challenging time? And then I would find little mini epiphanies <laughs> for each one. Like, oh, wait, that was it. That was it. That was it. And then when I had it all mapped out and I could kind of step back and look at it, then clarity came. Like I had to really work for that clarity to arrive, which which I love because it means that we actually have we have some control when it comes to finding the epiphanies and realizations that we're looking for. Sometimes we have to work to get there. It's not like all of a sudden from a clear sky, you know, like universe just brings you an epiphany and that's what it is. We can actually make them happen. Um, and for me, there's two majorly big themes for last year um, that, that were a part of why I had moments that were really hard of last year. And there are two things. One of them is being stressed, overwhelmed, and tired. <laughs> That's just one thing all in all. Um, I think overworked is, is, is the word I was looking for. So working too hard, working too much, not having enough breaks, um, not giving myself enough space, not having enough of a self-care practice to calm down after really intense periods of work. Just too much work, too much stress, too much pressure. I mean, we, we launched yogagirl.com. We launched this big new platform, new foundation. Um, and I mean, it, uh, actually, what's what's live right now is version one. <laughs> Just wait until you see version six. Like we have, you know, years of work, you know, and, and things rolling out like crazy. We, we worked so hard for this launch. I can't even can't even explain. Um, and I just didn't have enough time to to decompress and wind down in between. So and I, I normally am really good. Actually, I'm good at working hard um, and then recuperating after that. Like I, I have that automatic bounce back of like, I don't need to have a month off if I work three months really hard. Like I can take five days and, you know, go walk the dogs and cook some stuff and then I'm happy again. Uh, this year didn't work that way. And probably because I have a toddler who's <laughs> getting in, increasingly wild and intense and a little bit crazy. Of course, that has a lot to do with it. Um, so those moments of just like being quiet or lying on the couch, like I didn't have that. Um, so yeah, being overworked was a big piece and being overworked made me feel really, really, really tired all the time. Um, so I think my body just hasn't been in this kind of in a good place this year. I've, I haven't taken care of my body as much as I should have in 2018 and not in a huge way where like, you know, I'm super sick or anything like that. Like just like this underlying sense of being tired all the time and what that does, like being tired in that physical way all the time, it seeps into every area of life. So I think this is actually the first problem or my first issue of 2018 is just not taking good enough care of myself and working too hard and too much. The second piece that I could see in all of this, and it probably stems from this tiredness and this, um, yeah, I guess this lack of energy in a sense, is that in every moment that I found myself in that was really challenging or, you know, um, where I couldn't figure things out or where I was confused or it was just I felt like I had obstacle after obstacle. The second piece to that puzzle is I started losing confidence in myself. And that's a... <laughs> I don't know if maybe maybe listening, you're like, okay, <laughs> is that a big deal? Like, you know, who cares? For me, that's a huge thing, huge thing, huge thing, huge thing. Um, I have never really in my life not had a really strong sense of confidence in myself and in what I'm doing. I have this innate um, trust in knowing 
myself and in knowing that I'm, you know, when I'm on the right path and when I'm not and when I have to change something and when I don't and knowing that I can manifest anything I want to create and, you know, just knowing my own worth. I have this strong sense of self-worth. I always have. And this year, I was trying to pinpoint when I was journaling, like, where did it come from? Where did it arrive from? This all of a sudden doubt in myself started creeping in. And once it was there, it was like, it went everywhere. (laughs) Totally fucking crazy. And it's a really new thing for me. (laughs) I don't know if does that sound really cocky. I don't know. It's just, I'm just telling the truth. I've always had this very strong sense of self-worth. I don't let people fuck with me, honestly. Um, I don't let people walk all over me. I, you know, no, no, no. Like, I know where I'm going. I know my worth. Um, Doesn't matter, you know, I might have disagreements with someone or I don't know. Like, I've, I've always, I've never really not had that sense of confidence. And somehow, 2018, self-doubt arrived and I was trying to figure out what brought it on and I don't know if it was if it was this me being tired and losing energy and being overworked and you know self-care and all all of these things but it was like once that self-doubt was there I couldn't shake it (laughs) and that's been my theme for 2018 I can't fucking believe it but that's been my, my my sort of the negative theme at least like the that that has kind of overclouded 2018 for me has been self-doubt what the fuck man (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that shit. I don't know where it came from. I haven't known what to do with it. I don't think I've even been able to identify it. It's just been this, like now I can't because I had to really do that work of like, hey, what was 2018? Like, what was that year? Why was it so hard? And it just came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, like I can look back now and see all the many, many, many moments where I doubted myself in 2018, where Um, I don't know, like it could be in business and, you know, I had this, you know, I want to do this. And then someone else was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. We should go this way. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we should. Yes, maybe. I don't know. And then, you know, normally I'd be like, hey, like I, I feel really strongly like this is what we've decided and this is what we're doing. And I just wouldn't care if someone didn't agree in that sense, if it's something that I was really clear about. But now it's like every suggestion that was brought my way, I would be like, oh, maybe that's the way. Oh, wait, maybe this is the way. Oh, wait, maybe that person is right. Are you right? Do you know what to do here? And like, I would spread myself super thin trying to figure out like what the right thing was all the time. Like, because I, I, I all of a sudden lost confidence in myself. And even saying that, I'm like, oh, I could cry a little bit right there because that, that really, it really hurts me. And I know a lot of people spend, you know, we can, there's people that spend lifetimes looking for confidence and looking for that sense of self-worth. And for me, it's been part of my DNA, or at least so I've thought. And to suddenly have had almost a whole year where I just felt like I wasn't sure of anything, where I felt like I wasn't sure of myself, where I felt like like I was doubting myself so much, and not just in my decision-making and in my, you know, the, the, the path that I chose, but like in everything. Like, am I, am I, am I worthy Am I, am I a good person? Am I, am I doing good things? Like, does anybody care? Am I changing the world? Am I like, am I of value at all? And once you have that sort of self-doubt in your system, everything is fucked. (laughs) I mean, obviously not everything, everything is fucked, but you know, how are you possibly ever going to manifest the things that you're looking to create if you feel unsure of yourself or if you're if you have this this big sense of doubt, like I don't know if I'm if I'm good enough to do them, or I don't know if my ideas are good, or I, I don't know if this is what I want to be doing. Um, when I was meditating on this, and I could, I like it was it was almost like a 
brick in the head of realizing that that self-doubt like whoa of course this year has felt challenging because I haven't I've, I've had this feeling like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing all year <laughs> I honestly don't know you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl I love bubbly drinks, but when it comes to these beverages, it's important for me to be mindful with what I'm putting into my body. I only want to consume natural and healthy ingredients, not sodas full of syrups and processed sugar. Luckily, there is a way for me to enjoy the fizz and the flavor without all the unhealthy extras. Even down here in Aruba, I drink La Croix, sparkling water. La Croix is a delicious sparkling water beverage that is calorie sweetener and sodium free. All natural and environmentally friendly, you will find nothing in it that's artificial. The ingredients simply include carbonated water and natural flavor. The natural flavors are deliciously derived from the essence oils of each fruit. And of course, La Croix checks all the other boxes too. It's gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and kosher. They have 14 of the best flavors ever, like key lime, tangerine, mango, apricot, peach, pear, the list goes on. LaCroix's coconut flavor is the best one to sip on the beach, and the lemon flavors always make me feel so refreshed after a sweaty yoga class. On top of that, the LaCroix family also includes six curate flavors with delicious mixes of fruits like kiwi, watermelon, blackberry, cucumber, and cantaloupe pink grapefruit. For my listeners in the U.S., LaCroix is available nationwide. For more information, join the LaCroix community on their social channels at LaCroix Water or check them out at lacroixwater.com. That's spelled L-A-C-R-O-I-X water.com for all their information and full list of retailers. Quench your thirst today with delicious, healthy, sparkling water from LaCroix, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. So normally, say I have something I want to manifest or something I want to create. Um, if I've known that this is it, like this is a great idea, I'm doing it, I'm going for it. I have left zero space for self-doubt, zero space. So it doesn't matter if I've had a hundred people telling me this is impossible or we don't have the money or we don't have the resources or it cannot be done. I'm like, fuck you. Yes, it can be done. And then I would go out and do it and make it happen. Like that's just <laughs> my thing. Create, create, create. And then, so I can sense like I was, when I was meditating on this, I was visualizing that energy of just being so anchored in my conviction of who I am, that I'm capable and that I'm doing the right thing, that, that sending that kind of energy out into the universe, of course, it's reverberating right back my way as all of my dreams manifested right away. Like, of course, like I can, I can, I could really like in that meditation, I could sense, you know, everything is energy, everything is vibration, everything we send out, whether it's in, in forms of speech or thought or actions, it comes back our way. So if we are super clear in our intention, convictions, actions, how we speak, how we think, everything is easy. Whatever we're creating, it's easy because the universe just kind of lines up along with our really well aligned energy already. Um, and I, when I was sitting in meditation, I could see it as this visualization of just like energy waves going out into the universe and coming back my way. It was just this was very, very intense meditation I had. And then I was visual, I could visualize the opposite of that or the, or what I had for most of 2018, which is this sense of like, I don't know, you know, this not knowing this like, Ooh, am I good enough? Am I worthwhile? Am I worthy? Is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? Uh, do people like me? Do people agree? Like this this <laughs> insecurity that I sensed. And then what that kind of energy looks like. I can close my eyes right now. I, I get goosebumps just feeling it because I can. I just know that that's so true. Like sending that energy out. The, the universe doesn't know what to do with that. You're just bouncing all over the place. If you don't know if what you're doing is the right thing, if you don't trust that you have the ability to do it, and most importantly, if you don't know if it's what you really want, how is the universe ever going to align 
to help you create that if you are not sending out clarity of any of any kind of course it's going to be super challenging you might manifest pieces of it but it's going to be really hard or you know you're going to find a bunch of obstacles along the way that it's just going to make that really 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 challenging to come to fruition and that's what most of my 2018 was was like and I'm not saying you know I didn't have any massive you know trauma or pain or crazy shit happen in 2018 I had so many beautiful moments but this underlying sense of of insecurity wasn't almost everything so actually, you know, <laughs> uh, a, a big piece of this self-doubt, I mean, I've, I've sensed it everywhere. I've sensed it in motherhood, of course, holy shit. I mean, that I, mean, that I have all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time since, since I had the baby. And I, I think any parent who doesn't at times or all the time feel some sort of insecurity or like we don't know what we're doing, like who fucking knows what they're doing when they're raising babies? Like, all of a sudden, you know, we live our lives, we think life is this one thing, and then all of a sudden we have a baby and we realize everything we've ever known about life has been not true. <laughs> That's at least how I felt. All my values, all the things I was pouring myself into that I felt like was everything, I realize now like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> wasn't wasn't all that much like compared to her, right? And and suddenly having a baby is it's the most important task we've ever been dealt. It's the most sensitive thing ever. And um and we don't know, like no one gives you a handbook of like, here is like baby 101, like go ahead, knock yourself out, do a good job now. Like we're just responsible for this little human being's life for the rest of our lives. And we love them so much. It's like, holy shit. So <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out like, where did this sense of self-doubt come from? Like what external event brought this about? Um, where actually I realized, you know, during that meditation that it's not something external that brought that my way. It's, it's a piece of self-doubt that I've always had that I just haven't let manifest ever. So it's this little side of myself that has been insecure about certain things that I never spoke out loud or that I would kind of cover up with, with seeming confidence or I would cover it up with conviction of me knowing I'm, you know, being really self-righteous or like it's this absolute like character flaw that I've had, but I haven't brought it forth because I just, I guess I haven't been, been ready for that type of growth just yet. Um, so Having a year of feeling self-doubt for someone that never feels self-doubt has been an immensely challenging thing. And I can say that now and kind of laugh because, you know, of course, compared to other people's trials and, you know, challenges and things like that, this is a minor thing. Um, but for me, it's been it's been a pretty big thing, actually. Um, say, knowing my self-worth has been this huge, massive anchor rooted into the core of the earth <laughs> as I've been floating this kind of stormy sea of life my whole life and then all of a sudden that anchor is uprooted and then I've, I've felt like I've been you know I've been this tiny little sailboat on this in the stormy ocean looking for the right thing looking for I don't know validation or confirmation or for someone else to take over or for someone else to tell me that I'm doing a good job or the right thing um, it's made everything really 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 hard so one way that I've seen this actually manifested and first for a moment, I thought that it came from this place and that's what brought me the self-doubt. But now I know that it's actually not at all the root cause. It's just a little manifestation. It's like a symptom of it um, has been social media. Like for me, <laughs> 2018 has by far been my most challenging year of existing in the social media space. And I think it's a combination of like, you know, 
we are all really, really, really intense about what we feel right now. I mean, politically, socially, like, you know, looking at the state of the world right now, whatever country you live in, we are in a really sensitive, challenging place. So it's a good thing. We should be speaking up about all of the injustice that we see all around the world, um, talking about our beliefs, you know, being really sure of our convictions. All of this is amazing and super important. But I think disappearing into the internet world, which so many of us have, where, you know, we wake up and we have our phone in our face, the first thing we do, and then we get fed this information all day long. And the last thing we see before we go to bed is that screen in our face. You know, it's, it's constant all day. Um, we're being bombarded with things that the universe or that, that, that the media, I meant, is telling us, care about this, care about this, care about this. And we start getting kind of caught up thinking that this is my whole life, right? It's, it's how I care about this thing. Um, and I think 2018 has really been a year of, of people getting more vocal, I think, in the online world. People getting more selective. So if it's something that we don't like, you know, we'll speak it out loud. And we see that within politics and within everything else. Um, and I also think it's, it is a really good thing. We should be super selective about who we follow and, you know, what we care about and who we agree with and all of that stuff. But I think in social media, it's kind of gone to this excess, this totally excessive thing. I mean, like Instagram right now, I think is a is a manifestation of an extreme, right? So people shouting their opinions and they're really strong, sometimes like really aggressive, intense opinions about everything, shouting it out loud all the time. I mean, we speak to people on social media that we would never speak to people in real life, never in a million years, but it's somehow become this accepted thing. And for me, 2018 was definitely a, a year of having a seeing for the first time in all of my, I mean, this is my seventh year of being in the online world. I've never had uh, this much discussion, this much drama, um, sometimes, you know, a lot of judgment, sometimes a lot of downright, you know, aggression or negativity um, and a lot of opinions brought my way. And I've never had as many opinions thrown my way or as much judgment thrown my way. Uh, as I've had since becoming a mother. Never in a gazillion fucking years have I ever um, seen that judgment the way I have since becoming a mom. And I think this is because we are all just trying to figure everything out. Like every parent out there is, no matter how confident we seem, like even if you have 10 kids, you're like, I know everything. We all have this kind of innate insecurity of, well, are we doing this right? And of course we have, we should have. Like this is, it's a, it's a huge thing being a parent and we love these little beings so much that even the tiniest little threat to, you know, whether or not we're doing the right thing or not um, becomes this very emotional trigger for us. I really think that that's the case. So it, it goes as far as to, it becomes so important to us to be good parents because it's the most important thing we'll ever do. It's, it's, it's hugely important for us that we are good parents, that we're doing something good for our kids, that we're raising babies that feel love and whole and that we're doing everything right, which of course it's impossible to do, but it's important for us to live under this idea that we're perfect parents. Um, that if someone else does something differently than us, it doesn't even have to mean like they're, you know, shouting it off rooftops, like you're doing it wrong. Just someone else does something differently than we do. It becomes this automatic trigger or this automatic opening of that insecurity of, wait, she's doing it that way, but I'm doing it this way. Does that, that means one of us is wrong. That means one of us is doing it wrong because we're doing it totally differently. Someone has to be wrong. So instead of just like, oh, she mothers that way, I mother this way, it becomes like, whoa, one of us is mothering the wrong way. And it can't be me because that would, you know, that would threaten my whole existence as a human being. So it has to be this other person. So she 
doesn't use cloth diapers. She uses regular diapers and I use cloth diapers. So that means that she's wrong and I have to, I have to tell her right now. I have to tell her all the, 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 the obnoxious things that she's doing with her life and what happens to the universe and da, 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 da. I have to tell her everything. Or wait, she is breastfeeding and I can't breastfeed and that means that she's judging all the moms who can't breastfeed. So I have to tell her right now that by posting photos of herself breastfeeding, She's making me, who bottle feeds, feel totally insecure. So I have to tell her right now that she's just being super mean and excluding all the bottle feeding moms. Or <gasps> she's giving her baby green smoothies and the baby's not even one year old. And oh my God, I read that they cannot have spinach before one. So I didn't give my baby spinach before one. But what if my baby should have had spinach before one? And now Yoga Girl is giving her baby spinach. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, you guys, like I, like I can just laugh at this now, but literally there is no end to the amount of insane, like insane insane overwhelming amount of stuff people tell me about how I should be raising my kid it's crazy from how she sleeps to what she eats to breastfeeding to diapers to potty training to playing to um, asserting rules to like everything 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 it's this it's it's fucking exhausting you guys so I mean I know like motherhood is a piece of this especially when it comes to the online world because there's no people more judgment toward others than moms unfortunately I think that's super sad but it's just what it is so having had that for, you know, two, almost two years now, it has along with this, you know, part of me that doesn't know, I don't know if I'm doing everything right. You guys, I'm doing this for the first time. I can't listen to what everybody tells me because I would go insane, literally for every person that tells me I should do one thing. There's another million people telling me I should do the opposite thing. So at some point I have to just trust my instinct, right? Ask for advice when I need it, not accept advice when I don't want it and try to weed through all this stuff and also try to kind of block out the super aggressive and judgmental crazy shit like that's also a healthy thing to do but yeah of course I don't know if I'm doing the things right like yeah maybe I should have had cloth diapers I felt really overwhelmed and totally insecure by that as a new mom so like no I didn't do that I'm super sorry if that triggers you but that's my choice my life like maybe when I have a second one I will and if I don't that's none of your business but being kind of flooded with this sort of like you're doing that the wrong way um, online for such a long time by now has, you know, attached itself to that part of me that is insecure and doubting. So I used to think like, oh my God, listening to all these people tell me I'm doing everything wrong. It brought me this doubt. No, 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 that's not the case at all. Um, I already had that self-doubt because of course I have like who, what person is confident about everything all the time? Like no one is. We all doubt ourselves at different times but it, it connected to this place of self-doubt that I already had that I wasn't expressing or that I was covering up with yeah with being overconfident or sometimes being cocky or um, maybe not listening to other people or you know like I have this character flaw that I've had and it opened up but it was like once that self-doubt opened up you know and it once it was there I, I don't know if it's the combination of being super tired or overworked or whatever was going on this year, but it was like once that stuff that was there, it was like, boom. It was like I opened up a thing of confetti and <laughs> self-doubt everywhere, 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 everywhere. And I <laughs> I just, I haven't had that. I haven't had that ever. And I, I like looking at it now, I don't know if I could have done anything differently, but what started off as this small thing became place within myself where I started doubting everything I was doing, really everything I was doing, which brought me so many challenges last year. I mean, it brought me challenges in every area of life, like in friendships, it's been challenging. It's been challenging in, in family. It's been challenging in business, in my decision-making. Um, 
And, you know, uh, like I have this, like when I was meditating on this and writing out my 2018, all that stuff, like I told you on last week's podcast, like you can journal for five minutes, like I journal for two hours, okay? And then I have to share it with a friend, like I have to like, I really get it out in the open so that I can get really clear. It's To me, it's a really healthy practice to have. But the fact that I was kind of oblivious about this means that I didn't keep that self-care practice of sharing all the time throughout 2018. And not just sharing on the podcast, but that kind of intimate private sharing with friends or with Dennis. I just wasn't aware. And I think if I had spoken that out loud, like, hey, I I feel totally worthless right now. Like I spent a lot of 2018 feeling totally fucking worthless. Like no one cares about anything I do. I'm not making a difference in the world anymore. I, I, I'm totally failing at everything. I'm I'm crap. Like I had <laughs> so many moments where I was like, I just suck at everything. <laughs> but I didn't speak that out loud because I think it was a scary thing to be like, hey, if I admit that I have this self-doubt, like oh my God, like everyone will know that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just a fraud. And so I just didn't say anything. And now I'm like, hey, like I could have just spoken about this and I probably would have arrived at some clarity earlier. But yeah, it anyway, it is, it is what it is. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Do you know what's smart? Kicking off 2019 with 108 sun salutations to ground yourself into your intentions for the year. Island Yoga, my studio here in Aruba, just turned two years old, and it's a tradition for us to open on January 1st to practice sun salutations with our community. The start of a new year is also a great time to plan out everything your business may need for the year and which roles your businesses need hires for. Do you know what else is smart? Starting the new year off strong by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga to hire the right people. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you and saves your time for the more important things in life, like sun salutations. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology that is able to scan thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US. And this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. If you love this show, show your support to it and to ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Y-O-G-A. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Feeling worthless in any sense. And of course, like, it's not like I had an entire year where every day I woke up and I felt like a piece of shit. No, but <laughs> having that lost, that, that strong sense of self-worth that I normally always have, of course, opened up this space, you know, especially in the social media world where just things became kind of shitty. <laughs> and I can totally see that now, like, holy shit. Um, because there's this, these, these two sides of me where one, I'm a total people pleaser. I want everyone to get along all the time. Like I'm a super Libra. I want all relationships to function. I want balance everywhere. I want justice everywhere. I want no one to be upset. And I want everyone to really love me. Like I want everyone to agree with me and I want everyone to love me. <laughs> Very, uh, you know, total futile mission to, 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 go out in the world with like of course it's total impossibility but that's one side of me and then I have this other side of me that doesn't give a shit about what anybody else thinks it's super fiery part that's just like hey my way or the highway if you don't like it you can leave um you know like it's this kind of 
fiery side of me that you sometimes see in social media. Um, like the other day, <laughs> I uh, posted a photo of the baby sitting on the potty, which FYI, she wasn't taking an actual poop in that moment. You know, like I don't see the difference of that than just like her sitting on a chair naked or standing on the beach naked, which I've posted photos of a bunch of times with no pushback. But anyway, I posted a photo of that to like ask some potty training advice and stuff. And a bunch of people got super upset and like, oh my God, you're exposing your child in this way. And I was like, what? You know, like now I can laugh at it because I just, it's just like difference in opinion. And I, I don't live my life that way. I don't agree. But instead of just like, hey, okay, that's cool. Like you guys can think that you don't have to post pictures of your babies on social media. That's cool. Like I've chosen to do that. It's, you know, she's almost two. I've been doing this for two years. I'm not going to all of a sudden think it's bad now. Um, like, let's just go, let's just like go about our day and, you know, move on. No, but what did I do? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, Dennis, can you take a photo of me sitting on the toilet? <laughs> and he's like, uh, what's that now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, can you take a photo of me sitting on the toilet wearing my sparkly, sparkly silver high heels? <laughs> he was like, mm, okay, yep, let's do this. Um, so, you know, I posted a photo of myself sitting naked on the toilet wearing high heels. Um, <laughs> just to say, fuck you to everyone who says that <laughs> I'm oversharing my baby and wouldn't do the same thing to myself. Um so yeah, kind of kind of passive aggressive and kind of a lot of fire in that share, but yeah, th like that's also who I am, right? Um so there's this these two sides to who I am and <laughs> and I think in 2018 um I was definitely leaning more toward that people pleasing side of like, oh my god, you know, someone would say something negative and I'd be like, "Oh my god, they don't like me. Wait, how can I make them like me? How can I like how can I fix this? How can I find this this perfect middle ground where I spread myself super thin and I try to please everybody so that everybody likes me all the time. And the moment we open ourselves up to that kind of scrutiny, it's like, it's like I'm, you know, screaming off a rooftop, like, I don't know who I am, or I don't know what I think about anything. And I don't know if I'm worthy, which opens us up to this whole like line of attack from people who feel the same way about themselves right so <laughs> I don't know how to explain it it's this energetic thing like if I if I'm super sure of what I know like I'm just shutting that down whatever it is and I'm moving on and it's my life my choice like I'm boss right but if I open up to like well wait um this is kind of how I think maybe <laughs> but also I, I could think this way if that made, made made you like me more what do you think about that and then you know it's this whole beginning of this huge discussion that becomes drama, that becomes aggression, that becomes like, and the more I would, the more time I would spend defending myself or explaining myself, the more I would open up that door toward having that conversation that's totally pointless. Because I'm talking to people in the online world who don't know me, who have no idea, you know, and some of them who are like gonna hate me and they're gonna hate me no matter what I do. So just keeping that dialogue open is just this, it's just totally pointless and just a total waste of time. But I spent a lot of time doing that in 2018, like defending my choices, defending myself, explaining myself, like, oh my God, just because I was trying to make everybody happy. And this is one insane i mean super stupid crazy stupid it's totally pointless it's not going to change anything and all it does is reinforce this I, this self-doubt that i was feeling the more time i spent explaining myself the more of that self-doubt is going to just be be there like it's not going to change anything whereas the moment i'm like hey like 
fuck you, my life, my choice, you know, shutting it down, then that's it. Then I move on. And then five seconds later, like the whole, like it's out of my system. I'm not thinking about it anymore. That one comment I got that I didn't like, like who cares? But then I would explain myself. I would open this dialogue and then all of a sudden, oh, everyone would kind of attach to that. So I feel like I've had so many moments throughout the last year where I just, I would open up my phone and I'd be like, oh God, like I don't want to be here. Like oh, every time I would pull up Instagram, I would just feel totally worthless. And of course, it's not because of Instagram, like no external factor can give me a sense of worthlessness. Like I can only emphasize whatever pain is already there. <laughs> obviously, obviously, but it doesn't help, you know, having millions of people online to to bounce things off of or to fight with or to have drama with or to take judgment from all day, every day. Like, no, that doesn't help. But I had that and I left that window open all the time. So it's like whatever wound is is speaking really loudly from inside of ourselves, if we lead with that, we're going to see things or feel things or arrive at things that trigger that wound and that pain all the time, all day, every day. It's just, that's just what it is. So I was kind of walking around with that wound of like, hey, I, 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 I'm I, not worthy. I'm not good enough. And then everywhere I went is like, yeah, you're right. You're not good enough because you did that. Yeah, right. You're not good enough because you didn't know that thing or right. You, you're you not good enough because that person did. So everywhere I went, I would just have this kind of, I would just, it was this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I, I feel worthless. And then the world would be like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and you know, if I had that sense of self-worth, I could be in those same exact situations, have those same exact things come my way, but I wouldn't feel worthless because I just wouldn't have that wound inside of me triggered all the time. So, you know, I could see the same comments, the same judgments, the same whatever in the same space of social media, but I just would shrug my shoulders and not care, right? And just move on with my day. And then it wouldn't become a thing, but because it was triggering that pain that I already felt, it became a thing and it made it worse and worse and worse and worse, right? And I can see this so clearly now. And social media is just a symptom. Like social media is not the devil. Social media is not terrible. It's not the root of all this stuff. But if you are moving through a challenging time or if you are feeling self-doubt, is it a good place to spend all of your time? (laughs) No, (laughs) definitely not a good choice to have made over 2018. Like I think if I would have spent less time on social media, less time engaging with people who don't agree with me on social media, less time um, caring so much, you know, less time in that space, um, it wouldn't have emphasized that feeling of of, of, of not having any self-worth. So I probably would have had an easier 2018. But you get exactly what you need. And I definitely needed this trigger of this wound. Like if I, if you don't know that that wound is there, if you don't have that wound triggered, it's going to be an unconscious wound. And maybe I'm reacting to things from that wound without knowing, right? So of course there are areas in my life that are not social media, like social media is a tiny little fraction of my life. So the things that really matter, like my relationships and my family and my work. And if I have things triggered from by that wound without knowing, I might be acting in ways that actually isn't furthering my cause or that actually isn't helping me manifest what I want to create, um, that isn't bringing me toward any type of growth, but I'm just living from that place unconsciously. So now it's like, hey, I, I know now. <laughs> and I know that, you know, not taking care of myself, not focusing on self-care, working too hard too much, makes everything else super hard, right? So it it makes whatever challenge I'm sitting with or whatever wound is really open, it makes it bigger and harder and more painful. And, you know, of course, not taking care of my body, not taking care of myself, uh, doesn't really help with that feeling of, <laughs> of being purposeful or of being worthy, right? So one thing feeds the other. And I've kind of had those things feed each other all year, this 
tiredness, this lack of energy feed, feeding the self-doubt and then the self-doubt feeding the lack of energy making me not want to move or making me not want to practice enough or making me not want to sit in silence because there are all these, th- these things I don't want to see. Like when we feel worthless, sitting in silence, meditating uh, means being confronted with that pain. Uh, it means being confronted with that lack of worth. So of course it gets really, really hard. Like I'd rather turn on Netflix and lie in bed and watch Netflix than sit in silence and meditate when I know I'm going to be confronted with something that's really painful, right? So I've kind of been feeding into that negative cycle all of 2018. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I may still be taking a break from working at the office, but that does not mean I'm not getting anything done. I'm practicing the art of balance right now, working more balanced hours and in a more balanced way. Part of that means using office furniture that is actually beneficial for my body. So much of the work we do in our lives has us sitting in office chairs for hours at a time that locks our bodies into 90 degree angles. When it comes to healthy posture, however, there is no such thing as the perfect position. We weren't meant to stand all day or to sit all day, and we definitely were not meant to sit at 90 degree angles on a stiff chair behind a desk. Our bodies were designed to move, and Foley's Jarvis Standing Desk lets you do just that. Foley's Standing Desks and collection of active chairs give you the freedom to move, stretch, and be healthier in more comfortable positions that work for your body's unique and changing needs as they change throughout the day. Foley carefully selects active sitting chairs and their super cool designs to give you the perfect mix of modern arrangement and movement capability. Their pieces support healthier postures that align your spine, open up your hips, engage your core, and improve circulation. You'll feel the relief immediately and your body and your back will thank you. From design to shipping to service after your purchase, Fully is there for you every step of the way. Whether you're at the office or working from home with your baby girl like me, it's just a smarter, healthier way to work, a more balanced, human way to work. To get your body moving in your workspace, go to fully.com slash yoga girl. That's F-U-L-L-Y dot com slash yoga girl. Fully, desks, chairs, and things to keep you moving. Having this clarity, you know, has brought me a very, very, very intense Um, like, you know, it took a while to get there, but I know now what my intentions are for the new year. I know now what my intentions are for 2019. I mean, a thousand percent. The first step, the first thing that I really, really need, I mean, really that I need to, and not just make it a secondary thing and, and, you know, cause that's what I tend to do. I focus on everything else. And then this comes like, if there's time left in my day, I focus on this, but I need peace and quiet. (laughs) I need calm 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 really and normally you know I work and work and work and work and I take care of everything and everybody else and then if there's a little fraction of space left in my day then I'll meditate or then I'll take a bath or then I'll journal for 2019 I need to make calm one of my priorities like it 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 needs to be one of the first things that I do in a day is to set up my day in that space where I have an opening to be quiet, where I have an opening to sit in silence, where I make sure that my practice, and then my practice isn't just this dynamic, intense practice, but that I sit, that I sit and sit and sit and sit and sit in silence, where I take my baths, where I spend time with the baby without my phone, that I don't work while doing other things, and that I don't spread myself too thin. Like that's my number one priority for 2019. My big, big, big intention is calm. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, like, of course, that's my counter to the pressure and the stress I felt from last year, uh, or that's the epiphany, I guess, that was brought to me from having that year. And the second one is <laughs> this getting back to my unapologetic sense of self, that unwavering confidence, that 
that super inner strength, that inner wild woman inside of me that doesn't give a flying fuck <laughs> about what anybody else thinks. And I've meditated with this with this woman, this this wild woman in me. Um, and it's not that it's not this cocky, self righteous version of myself. No, it's this inner wild woman that's just unwaveringly herself. But there's still this humility there that that inner wild woman still knows when she's wrong. She can still apologize. She can still be humble. She can still have conversation and discussion. And you know, it's not about like surrounding yourself with people saying yes and only positivity, and then you know thinking that that's what 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 self you know feeling self worth is. No, it's being able to sit with all the things that are challenging, maybe realizing that there are times where you are wrong or where you should be changing something or, you know, having those healthy discussions too, but not losing that sense of self-worth, of being, of belonging, of having a place here now, you know, so confidence, man. (laughs) And I don't know where I lost it, like along the way, like where the fuck did it go? Maybe, you know, if you've been following along through, through social media or whatever, maybe you haven't Uh, sense that maybe you're like what like you didn't feel confident in 2018 like you came off that way um yeah I don't know it's it's been it's been hard to share because I haven't been aware of it you know it's been kind of and I've I've been working so hard and things have been moving so quickly that I haven't really had the space to sit with that but once I saw it like hey I totally lacked confidence I doubted myself so much in 2018 cool now how can I use that and create that space of calm, that steady, stable balance of, of taking care of myself and not being overworked so that I can anchor back into knowing who I am, into knowing that I'm really great at so many different things. And everything I'm creating right now is being created out of an awesome intention to do good things for the world. And not only that, but I have the ability to make all of them happen. All of them. There's nothing that I can't do. And and how do I know that that's true? Well, all I have to do is just look back at my past, maybe not last year, but um, everything that I've ever created in life, like all of those things I created from this place of knowing 100% that I'm capable of doing it. Um, thinking that maybe I can't is just a recipe for not not doing it at all. Um, so not letting myself lose sight of who I am. And I think when I when I work too much, when I don't spend enough time with myself, uh, I forget, you know, if I listen, actually I did, I did Reiki with, or I had a Reiki received, long distance Reiki received from this beautiful woman. And she said something so beautiful about, I can't remember the exact words, but when I listen too intently to the voices all around me, and I have more voices telling me what to do around me in my life than most people, um, it gets harder and harder to listen to my inner voice, to listen to that inner um, that inner wisdom that I have that just that just knows, right? But then I get confused and I think that everybody else's voice is more important than mine. And I listen, listen, listen everywhere except for inside of myself. So that clarity that I have is if I spend enough time in silence and if I have enough calm in my life, I'm going to be able to listen to that inner, that inner Rachel, that inner wisdom that just fucking kicks ass all the time. <laughs> like there... <laughs> There is that, that, that inner knowing inside of myself that I can do anything, like really, really anything. And I don't know how I lost sight of that last year. Like I've, you know, all of a sudden felt like, like I'm just, I'm not doing anything of value. Like how can I let myself think that? Like I can really do anything, but I have to operate from that place of knowing my worth, of knowing that I'm strong, that I'm beautiful, that I'm capable, that I'm able, man, (laughs) 
I could cry a little bit right now just saying that because of how much time I spent in 2018 not really believing it. So calm and confident are my words for 2019, calm and confident. And I really hope that this year I get to evoke and bring forth that inner wild woman that just doesn't give a flying fuck. that like lets her leg hair grow wild you guys i haven't shaved my legs in three weeks if i took a photo right now you would freak out (laughs) i'm going to share it at a moment but um and it, it comes from that like all the moments in a day where i take another direction just because someone else says said so or where i listen to what other people think or where i listen to you know more to what other people think i should be doing than that inner knowing that already knows what's right and what's wrong when i get confused right? Then everything gets really, really hard. So calm and confident. Um, I'm really looking forward to having that in my life for 2019. And then whatever gets manifested from that, like whatever growth in my business or, you know, increased just confidence in my relationships, that sense of, of value within myself, like just feeling that brings about peace. Peace brings about more more self-worth and self-worth brings about more peace it's a positive cycle and both sides feed each other so more silence more silence this year man more more time with the baby and actually the past couple of weeks I've already had that it's like I've had this transitional space from the end of 2018 moving into the beginning of 19 um, where I've already created a lot of this I mean I've had three weeks of Dennis back at work now where I'm home with the baby and working at the same time, but where the baby is, is number one, right? So when she sleeps, I work. And when she wakes up, I stop. And I, I'm taking, you know, I take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to drink my coffee and read in the morning. Um, I've been biking, I've been practicing yoga, I've been doing Pilates, I've been meditating in the afternoons, like I've already had, you know, And I think that's why I haven't had that, you know, stroke of midnight. I didn't feel like, oh my God, you know, huge new moment, brand new cycle, because I started that transition already a couple of weeks ago. So I feel just, I'm settling into those roots. I'm setting those roots even firmer right now. And I'm so ready for this year. So ready for this year, calm and confident. That's my year, guys. (laughs) That's our year. I mean, I'm sure wherever you are at in the world right now, you could use a bit more calm and a bit more confidence too. So I hope whatever intentions you've set, that you feel strong in your conviction that they're the right ones and that you're able to create them for this year, Um, that you really, really, really are. And if you need help, ask, you guys ask. (sighs) I feel so calm and confident right now. (laughs) Just speaking these intentions out loud, um, just brought that. I feel totally strong inside of myself in this moment. I feel this this kind of cool, calm sense of peace in my belly. And I'm just really happy to be here talking to you right now. Happy, happy, happy. So thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you a lot. Let's make this year a deeply beautiful one. Let's make this year the best year ever. 2019 is here. Let's go. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, LaCroix, ZipRecruiter, and Fully.com. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>